You're listening to the Community Conversations podcast, published by Blood Advances, a journal of the American Society of Hematology. My name is Wendy Stock, and I'm a professor of medicine at the University of Chicago and associate editor of Blood Advances. I'm your host for today's interview with Dr. Vijay Rajbhat, an assistant professor of medicine in the Division of Oncology and Hematology at the University of Nebraska Medical Center, and we're discussing his recently published manuscript, Utilization of Initial Chemotherapy for Newly Diagnosed Acute Myeloid Leukemia in the United States. Thank you for joining us. Vijay, can you please describe the rationale for your study and what your hypothesis was about chemotherapy utilization in both older and younger adults with AML? Thank you, Wendy, so much. Um, Our previous work had demonstrated that a quarter of patients with newly diagnosed acute myeloid leukemia do not receive chemotherapy. In this study, we aimed to look at various factors that may be associated with utilization of chemotherapy. Our hypothesis was that Several factors, including age, comorbidities, as well as socioeconomic factors and health system factors may affect utilization of chemotherapy in adults undergoing treatment in the United States. So can you go into a little bit of detail about the data registry that was used and which kinds of chemotherapy you included in your uh, assessment? The study utilized National Cancer Database. This database is maintained by the Commission on Cancer of the American College of Surgeons and the American Cancer Society. The database captures about 70% of new diagnosis of cancer, about 1,500 cancer programs report to NCDB. The data is captured by a trained tumor registrar and undergoes quality control. In this study, we included over 60,000 patients with new diagnosis of acute myeloid leukemia who were diagnosed during the years 2003 to 2011. We uh, included patients who received single or multiple agent chemotherapy and compared them with patients who did not receive chemotherapy to identify factors associated with utilization of chemotherapy. Okay. And when you say chemotherapy, does that include, for example, the hypomethylating agents? So the database does not specify use of particular chemotherapy. Uh, They divide it into single agent or multiple uh, agent chemotherapy regimens. I'm assuming single agent chemotherapy regimen would include hypomethylating agent, lodocytorabine, and hydroxyurea. I see. So can you briefly summarize the results, Vijay? And in particular, what did you feel were the most interesting and concerning trends demonstrating disparity 
in administration of chemotherapy for patients with newly diagnosed AML? So among over 60,000 patients who were included in this study, a quarter of patients did not receive chemotherapy. Uh, the utilization of chemotherapy further declined with increasing age. So that was one of the most important findings. For example, patients in their 70s, one-third of those patients did not receive chemotherapy. And two-thirds of patients in their 80s did not receive chemotherapy. Uh, the receipt of chemotherapy was also less in patients who were diagnosed or treated outside of an academic center. We evaluated reasons for not receiving chemotherapy. Um, overall, a quarter of patients um, had one or the other reasons. Such reasons included presence of any contraindication for chemotherapy or patients or families' refusal and some patients unfortunately died before chemotherapy could be initiated. However, three-quarter of patients they did not have any specific reason why they did not receive chemotherapy. When we looked at what various factors were associated with utilization or lack of receipt of chemotherapy, we determined that both age and comorbidities were associated with utilization of chemotherapy. Uh, patients who had good risk acute myeloid leukemia were more likely to receive chemotherapy. To some extent, we did anticipate these findings. And our focus really was to look at other socioeconomic and health system-related factors. Uh, patients who were treated in academic centers uh, were more likely to treat patients with chemotherapy, uh, whereas patients treated outside of academic centers were less likely to treat patients with chemotherapy. And this is also very important because half of patients are treated outside of academic centers. We also determined an association between lower use of chemotherapy and lower income status. Patients without insurance or those with Medicaid or Medicare insurance were less likely to receive chemotherapy. African-Americans, were less likely to receive chemotherapy. So those were main uh, findings of this study. DJ, were there any uh, regional differences throughout the country? Um, in this particular study, uh, we did not look at regional differences. I see. Thank you. So what do you think the impact of this study will have on future administration of treatment or reaching out to other physicians who might not be administering chemotherapy for AML? So one of the key findings is many patients do not receive chemotherapy um, without any specific
specific regions uh, noted in this database. So we think that uh, there is probably underutilization of chemotherapy in some patients. Now, some patients may not want chemotherapy, and if there has been a good discussion about goals of care and good education, and patients do not want chemotherapy, obviously that's uh, quite appropriate. But one of the important aspects is how to improve utilization of chemotherapy, especially in more recent era where we have now hypomethylating agents and uh, recently there have been approval of uh, targeted therapies, um, in, even in the upfront setting, uh, which may be less toxic as well. So we, this study demonstrates that we do need to increase utilization of chemotherapy. Right. I, I agree completely. But I was wondering what kind of implementation strategies you might think of that might facilitate dissemination of this information and uh, elimination or reduction of these tremendous disparities. Absolutely. So I think there are several factors. Some may be somewhat uh, more difficult to address than others. Uh, one of the underlying regions perhaps is concern about toxicities, uh, especially among physicians who may not have um, as much experience treating older adults with acute myeloid leukemia. Uh, one of the regions that's often uh, cited by experts in geriatric oncology is uh, during hematology oncology fellowship, there is not enough exposure or training about geriatric oncology. So from a training perspective, probably more familiarity uh, with treating cancer in older adults, especially uh, hematologic malignancies, may improve uh, familiarity and confidence um, of the treating physicians. Uh, this also highlights perhaps an opportunity to improve partnership between academic leukemia experts and uh, community oncologists. Um, in addition to management by leukemia team, it's also very important to provide a multidisciplinary management of uh, leukemia emergencies and comorbidities. So any center that deals with leukemia patients should have a close collaboration with other specialty, uh, which may include infectious disease doctors, transfusion medicine, and other specialists. So I think that's a, a big aspect in terms of improving both the utilization of chemotherapy as well as uh, uh, successfully uh, treating older adults with acute myeloid leukemia. Now, there are more complex, even more complex issues. For example, we demonstrated association between uh, insurance status and income levels and utilization of chemotherapy. Um, or racial background and utilization of chemotherapy. Some of these factors, how do they affect utilization of chemotherapy uh, was not uh, the focus of this study, and the reasons probably are not very clear. For example, uh, does insurance status and income levels, does it uh, affect 
access to chemotherapy or supportive care? Does it affect other resources, for example, transportation that's necessary to obtain treatment? Or people with lower income levels, are they worried about financial toxicities? Or patients with certain racial background, is their perspective of the disease process or their understanding of risk-benefit analysis of receiving chemotherapy. We don't exactly understand what's the reasons behind an association between these factors and uh, lower utilization of chemotherapy. But um, overall, these issues are complex to manage and requires efforts from multiple different directions. For example, uh, there should be an open discussion about goals of care. Uh, patient may need more education um, if there uh, if there is uh, an effect of racial background on understanding and perspective of the disease process. So there may be a component of more education, patient counseling. We may have to involve social worker to uh, and patient financial assistance to see how we can help some of these patients. And at a larger scale, uh, this may also indicate uh, do we need to change our insurance plans to make it more affordable. So I think addressing some of these issues are quite complex and requires uh, efforts from multiple uh, different stakeholders. Our study did not address this, but in other studies, it has also been demonstrated that physicians or other healthcare providers may base their recommendation based on uh, racial or socioeconomic background of patients. So physicians also need to be aware of their own opinions as well. Thank you so much, Vijay. I think those are extraordinarily important insights and perhaps many of them obvious, but Again, they need to be actually publicized in the data, and that's why I think your paper was so important for us. Um, thank you very much, and I don't know if you have any final comments. Well, uh, thank you so much for the uh, invitation. I think um, future research should be performed to look at how these factors are associated with chemotherapy, so uh, utilization of chemotherapy, so we can uh, come up with interventions to improve utilization of chemotherapy as we uh, enter an era where there are more uh, effective and safer treatment. Thank you so much for highlighting these important challenges for our patients and for the physician community in hematology, oncology. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. You've been listening to Blood Advances Community Conversations. Visit bloodadvances.org to listen to more author interviews and to subscribe to the Community Conversations podcast. Music for the Blood Advances Community Conversations was performed by the Art Topolo Trio and provided by Dr. Art Topolo. This presentation is copyrighted by the American Society of Hematology. We thank you for listening.